What's up, guys? Uh, this is Dogs Today with Talking Dogs Podcast here with my co-host, Maddie Light, and our uh, LSU guest is uh, uh, Blake. We're just calling Blake with AOIS Sports. Uh, how you doing, Blake? Doing good, guys. How are y'all doing? Uh, doing pretty good. Um, we had a you know a long weekend out out west, uh, playing Arizona. I, I didn't really get to to watch much of uh, LSU uh, this weekend. Um, I know y'all, y'all blew out Southern, but uh, do do you feel much better about the team uh, going into week three? Um, relatively, yeah. You know, I feel a little bit better. Um, look, I, I think that the things that needed to be fixed under Orsron showed themselves. Uh, that Sunday night against Florida State, but in in that game, they started to correct themselves. And I think that that just kind of shows what kind of coach Brian Kelly is and, and what he does, how he, he goes about things. Um, so for that alone, I, I think that this team's getting better now. Can they go out here Saturday and beat Mississippi State? I, I, I don't know. Uh, but I do, I do see areas that they're getting better. Excuse me. So for that, I do have a lot more optimism than what I'd probably have had from Orgeron over the last two seasons in covering him. You know, Ed was a great guy, and he still is a great guy. But, I, you know, it just kind of comes down to a, um, you know, who's the better coach? And I think I, I fully believe that, that Brian Kelly has done some things and be, me being at the scrimmages during the offseason um, and being around him a lot. You know, it's just been it's just been really good to – to see how they progress. So let's see if they continue, can continue to progress against uh, Mississippi State Saturday. Yeah, man, sitting at, at one and one right now, uh, what do you think the ceiling is for LSU and what do you think the, the floor is for LSU as far as this season goes? Yeah, I think the ceiling's nine wins, you know, and that being with a bowl game, you know, I think they'll have to play exceptional. You know, I, look, LSU still has a, a, a crap load of talent, right, guys? I mean, this isn't. Yeah. Something that, um, and, and look, I, you know, me and my buddy Josh Pate name drop. There you go. But we talk about this a lot, you know, off the air. You know, talent, talent is an interesting thing because you can have a lot of talent but not be a good team, right? And, and LSU showed that the last two seasons. Yeah, I, I think A&M knows. Was, yeah, I was about to say right. look at A and M. Right. I mean, and, and look, you you can have the talent, but if you're not a team, you're going to lose, right? And so. It comes down to a fact of that I think that, that since they have the talent and since they have started to become more of a team that makes LSU more dangerous, you know, and, and um, God forbid if that talent starts playing up to its potential. Um, yeah. Again, when is it going to click? Does it click right. this week? Does it click three weeks from now? You know, does it not click this season, but you go into next season and it clicks? I, I think it just all depends. But, um, you know, like, look, Kayshawn Bouti. You know, I mean, like, if that man turns it on, there's not a lot of people who can stop him, maybe not outside of Emmanuel Forbes. Um, so so we'll see how that goes. Like, getting Yeah, into uh, the, bring it up. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. I, I was just going to ask, like, you, you were saying, you know, you can have all the talent in the world, but as long as you're not playing as a team, you're going to lose. Do you think that kind of got off with the last years of Ogeron? And if so... How were the last two years, other than you know Joe, the Joe Burrow factor, how were those years so much different than the 2019 team? And like, why did that get so far off track so quickly? I guess. Um, 
Well, if, if you're asking, are you asking what? How did things get off track with Orgeron the last two seasons? Did well, I hear that right? Like meaning, meaning, like you still had talent. You had a crap ton of talent. Like maybe not as much the year after because y'all did lose so much to the draft. But like last year, y'all were very talented as well. I mean, y'all had a lot of really good uh, athletes on the team, and it just never really got put together as a full, you know, working team. And that, that's kind of my question is like, uh, well, do, you, do you think that Ogeron had something to do with that or, and Brian Kelly is here to fix it kind of thing. That's, that's kind of my question. Yeah. So look guys, I don't mean to be political, you know, on y'all show. Like I, like I really, really, really don't. Uh, and I'm not going to be, um, and how do I, it's part of sports, man. It's all good. Yeah. 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 Well, well, let it, let it yeah. fly. You know, look, there's in our society, we've had a lot of marches and, and Black Lives Matter movements. And and look, I, I, as a guy that played collegiately, you know, I'm going to support my teammates no matter what. Right. Like if we can come together and come to a common ground and if it's something that they're passionate about, I want to support them in everything that they do. Well, when Orzron didn't back the players during the protest and Saban did, um, it really all started from there. Right. And so, you, you know, Ed going on Fox News and and backing the, the then the president at the time when everything was going on in the, in the world. He lost the team. And when you lose the team, you lose the culture. And when you lose the culture, you start losing. And I think that that has a lot to do with it. Now it comes to. Who is Brian Kelly? Now, guys, looking at it now, it looks like Brian Kelly was the glue of Notre Dame after Marcus Freeman being 0-3 in his, you know, head coaching debut, right? Like, I mean, awful. Yeah, it's tough. Not, not only awful, they look like they're not a team. Like, they, does, does Brian Kelly lose to Marshall is the question. No. no. And so, or, Orgeron maybe would have. And we kind of get to a point here, guys, where you you, you say that the, the – the team and culture was so fractured under Orgeron. And, and look, you guys know about probably the leaked photos with him and the blondes and stuff yeah. like that. When that stuff happens, you lose your team. And that was the whirlwind that LSU couldn't get out of. And it's crazy that we're talking about this with Edo because everybody at first was like, oh, dude, like Edo embodies like LSU in the state of Louisiana like, perfect fit culturally, maybe not the best X's and O's guy. And then, you know, I knew some of this stuff that you just said, but, you know, him getting involved in things outside of sports or not involved uh, and then losing the locker room because of that. And, and like you said, once you lose the culture, you start losing games, and that's so true. But, like, it's interesting hearing that. And then also when Brian Kelly got hired, all I heard was, oh, he does not fit the Louisiana mold. Like what? Like what is your take on that? Is it really that? Yes. Yeah, really. Well, I'm. I mean, guys, I'm. Louisiana is a gumbo pot of people. Right. Yeah. White, black, Cajun, all different different type of ethnicities that come into one. Guys, we're in the deep south, and again, not talking political, but I say this on my show: we legitimately are in the deep south with a Democratic governor. Okay. Louisiana is a different beast, right? Like it's a completely different beast. And this is when you, even when you go to, from a sports perspective, let's look at LSU's national titles 
that they've won since the since 1990, since I've been alive. LSU's won five national title or six national titles in baseball. One coming from a guy from Detroit. One actually, one coming from a guy who actually was a coach at Notre Dame and came here and won it and then got to another one. Nick Saban was a coach at, Mi- at Michigan State, was at West Virginia where he was born. More of a Midwest type of guy. Les Miles comes in here and runs toss dive until his, until his hands bleed. He's a Michigan guy coming from where? Michigan. My, my point being is, where's the culture fit? Orgeron won it, and that's, and that's great. That's fantastic. He was the ultimate culture fit, right? Yeah, How did it go? How did it go? Good and then bad. That took a turn pretty quickly. You know what happens with wins? And this happens this happens with Mississippi State's baseball team. You know what wins culturally? Winning. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it nothing else matters outside of winning. Yeah. Yeah. And very true. Yeah. Having those wins and having that momentum just makes all the difference in the world to going on and being more being more successful in the future. Yeah, I think culture is more about hard work and, like, respect uh, for the coach and, like, buy into the coach than it is, like, oh, well, my coach can make freaking crawfish and and gumbo. Like, I mean, I I know what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, does Joe Burrow not come to LSU because Brian Kelly doesn't know how to say gumbo or family correct? (laughs) Yeah. You know, know, like, the best thing – that could have ever happened to Brian Kelly was him go out there and people make fun of him saying family because, and you guys know this probably covering leech when your coach goes out there and says something stupid or not stupid, but people that other people think is stupid. Your team and your, your fan base rallies around that guy. Got all the questions and Brian Kelly went away in a day from a culture fit because it's like, Oh, so it's, you make fun of the dancing video. You make fun of family he loses to Florida State, and you're already after him. So is it you? You're after Orgeron, and, and you're after Les Miles. It's a constant attack of the the head coach at LSU. So then comes to a point where fans here ask, "Oh, so is it LSU or is it the head coach? Like, who are you making fun of at this point?" Right. Yeah. And when that happened, guys, the, the team, the the fan base rallied. They sold out a FCS game. Sun uh, Saturday against after, Southern after a loss after a loss yeah that is true oh and I get that it's Southern but it doesn't matter the vibe should be down right like the vibe should be down two hundred thousand people shouldn't be outside the stadium at eleven o'clock yeah no nobody wants to win more than LSU's fan base maybe maybe the top ones you know Bama or Texas or. You know, whoever, you know, I could bond to Texas, Bama, but Bama, like their fans are down the way LSU are like Bama fans are from New York and Michigan or wherever, because, well, they win all the time and it's convenient. LSU fans, they're a different breed. Yeah. And and look, this, this start obviously started with Saban, Saban. Um, And then I think, fan bases from outside of LSU don't understand like bro when in my generation when LSU played baseball the only thing I knew for the first 12 years of my life was winning national titles yeah you know winning five and ten years that's all I knew and then you go get another coach and he comes from Notre Dame and he wins it that's Mm -hmm. all you knew 
So when they don't get there and they don't win, it's a problem. That you makes- know, LSU is second in national titles in football behind Alabama. And, and, and there comes a point where the fan base says, okay, well, you make fun of us, but hey, Ohio State, how are you doing? Yeah, USC, yeah. how are you doing? Texas, how are you doing? Because if, if, if the name of the game is to win natties, because that is the ultimate truth, that's the ultimate goal, well, then who outside of Alabama can really talk trash? And that is where – I'm not saying that's where I'm coming from, but I know, you know, doing this, you know, for as long as I have – I say long as I have, but five years feels like 50. Okay. In the five years, you see how this fan base reacts to things and you already know. Um, And I know that's a long winded answer guys, but I think it's so crucial for people to understand why people are buying into Brian Kelly right now, because the team that LSU would have put out in the field last year or the year before, and guys, even in 2019, they would come out flat against an FCS opponent. They didn't, and I think that this team will just get better as the uh, as the year goes on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can say what you want about the man, uh, you know, dancing with recruits, but he is the most winningest coach uh, active right now in FBS or or D one for that matter. So you can't take that away. You know what's you know what's funny, uh, uh, you know, about that is hate him, please hate him, right? Because you hate Saban, you hate Dabo. You know, Dabo wins two natties, and they they crush him every chance they get. Well, go ahead, because the, <laughs> if you hate my coach, means we win we win a lot of games and national championships. Color me pink because I yeah. want natties. Yeah, you'll take it for sure. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take it all day long. Well, that all being said, getting into X's and O's, how do you feel about the QB scenario? Do you believe in him? What would you change? Well, so, guys, so we go six to sometimes even eight times a week on our live stream. And during the offseason, so Brian Kelly was gracious, and he gave us access to scrimmages and practices and player interviews. You know, we did a couple of NIL deals, and we really got to know those guys. And the one thing that I think I took my, the most criticism that I've ever taken in my entire career so far has been Jaden Daniels, believe it or not. And look, and as I mentioned earlier, being at a college practice, practicing in a college practice um, and being there, like, I feel like I've seen a lot of college practices. I've seen, you know, DBs pick off Tom Brady that are my ex-teammates in the Super Bowl and go for six and Robert Alford. Jane Daniels is really good. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody talks about him throwing the football well. What happened when he had guys around him? When he didn't have the PFF's worst graded offensive line the last two seasons? What happens when he had a decent wide receiver or a decent running back? Well, he threw he accumulated 25 touchdowns and two interceptions. I think that you're seeing a lot more of that in a guy that's just really pre- precise with the football. If you blitz him, you he, he's going to he's going to dice you up through the air. We saw that against Florida State, but if you drive back in zone and you're covering everybody and you give him cushion, he's going to run the football. I, I think right now, guys, he's LSU's most impactful player, maybe not best player. Um, but he look, he's got to prove in the SEC and Mississippi State and, 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 and Zach's defense or y'all's D.C. Zach. I, yeah. I mean, his defense at 3-3-5 is chaotic. It's very um, unique. Very unique. And you're not, he's not going to see – guys, we're not going to see this defense again all season. Right. Uh, knock on wood. Um. So we'll see how he does there. But 
I, you know, I, I think that this game is going to be a really close. And I think that if there, if there is one way that LSU pulls this out, I think it's because of Jaden. I think that we can give him that clout right now from what we've seen from him. Yeah, I agree. I think the game rides on him. Um, do you think that he is being patient enough uh, in the pocket or no? Yeah, because look, and even playing the offensive line, guys, you know, the, the, the easiest position to make fun of or say the problem is his offensive line, right? right? Five guys can't block six. Five guys don't block seven. And Florida State, at most of the time, sent more guys. Now, LSU's offensive tack or right tackle got whipped. But, you know, the truth was, and people say, well, he's running too much. Okay, so let's go through the first half when he wasn't, quote-unquote, sitting in the pocket. Well, it's All-American. His All-SEC and, and true All-American wide receiver had four drops in the first half, two of them for touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Okay, then he comes back. He doesn't have a running game. So then you have a quarterback battle at the current moment where I think the guy was like, you know what, I got to make something, something happen to get this team going, and he did. Um, we saw yes, we saw this, this Saturday. If he's not under the, a real this intense pressure – he might run and scramble, but sometimes you got to scramble to create throwing throwing lanes, right? And look, I, I think that he wants to get the ball down the field. I don't think that his first reaction is to run, but if it is, if he needs to, he can. He's good at it, <laughs> right? Well, he really is. I don't think that. I think that it's you know, my question would be if his name was, um, Justin Daniels or Jack Daniels. Would he be labeled differently? Like, just don't look at him running the football. Look at him run, look, or John Smith. If you were looking at John Smith or, or, or whoever the quarterback would be, what would you see from him? Oh, so he's got the highest QBR in the SEC. He's got the, uh, the uh, highest completion percentage. He has the highest QBR. So you want to talk about him running the football. <laughs> it, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of insane to me. Um but maybe maybe I'm naive, guys. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just naive and saying that. Well, the stats back him up throwing the football. I mean, guys, he's an 85 percent passer right now. You know, I, I, I got it. No, and the, and the adjusted the adjusted, uh, you know, PFF does this adjusted completion percentage. If you don't have the drops, he's 88 percent completion percentage. <laughs> Which I mean, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know what the issues are with the offense. Uh, you know, obviously nobody's perfect, but it's definitely not him. No, not at all. And and look, it's the offensive line. I mean, he de he didn't have a running game week one, and I think that's something that Mississippi State is going to capitalize on. You know, if they can stop LSU's run, then it's going to be a lot like Florida State. And I said this tonight on my show, and I'll say it here on you guys' show. I think that Mississippi State's DB room, in my opinion – it, and Emmanuel Forbes is ready to go for this week, correct? Oh, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. So, with that guy alone, you know, I, I think I graded out Emmanuel Forbes as my top DB in the country, even more than Elias Ricks or any of those guys. Um, I Look, I think that y'all's DB room, I think Emmanuel Forbes can line up man-to-man -man against Kayshawn and make it a battle. So, I, I think that there's some very unique battles with this game. And, and man, look, Vegas is Vegas makes money for a reason, right? Like this is yeah. a two and a half point spread. LSU's a dog at home. That should tell you a, a lot that you need to know, right? Like I don't think that Mississippi State's going to waltz into Baton Rouge and, and LSU's just going to 
clap them all over the field. I, I just don't I don't see that happening. Yeah, I think it's going to be a very fun game. Uh, I think I'm going to be having anxiety probably the entire time. I don't, you know, I know which way I'm leaning. I try to, I'm trying to be really as non-biased as possible. I wish that I'd seen y'all against a, a better team last week to have a better grasp of what I'm going to see this week. Um, but it's going to be interesting for sure. I have to ask you about Keyshawn and Malik Neighbors and the mm -hmm. whole social media thing that went down after the Florida State. Um, what was your take on that and what all did you hear? Well, my first initial reaction was not like those guys are leaving. My first reaction was what happened because so, you know, and I don't mean this any other way, you know, like we have a decent following on Twitter and I put dang, that really stinks on the second muff punt against Florida state. And guys, we had literal fans underneath that post saying he should kill himself talking about Malik neighbors. Um, oh, wow. when that happened and, and look, here's the thing. I don't know. You know, a lot of times when stuff like that happens, they're like, Oh, look at the LSU fans. Well, how do you know that's LSU fans? It's a troll account. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, we have old Miss fans do the same, same stuff. Like, right. So, um, I was told per source that they showed the coaching staff, some of the stuff that was happened to them in their direct messages. And guys, it's pretty horrific, right? Like it's it, it, it's pretty insane. So, yeah. um, it I wouldn't read into that at all. I mean, look, you they 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 took it down just because. I mean, I don't know about you guys, uh, but if somebody made a threat, an idle threat at me, I, I don't usually react to that very well either. No, and, <laughs> yeah. like, and, and you can only imagine the level that they get that on. yeah and especially after a hard fought like loss like that in a game and then you've got the rest of the season to look at you've got a new coach everyone's trying to prove themselves and then you've got your your own fans or a bunch of troll fans it doesn't really matter who it is at that point if it's directed towards me as a player and i'm sitting there having to look at that and i mean that's taking my 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 focus off of other things so like why would i want to sit there and read through all that crap you know i would probably delete my stuff too and not, not meaning like, you know, I, I can't take it or anything, but like as a player, I want to be focused elsewhere, you know, and especially with like death threats or something like that. I mean, that's just uncalled for. And there's no, you know, there's no place for that. No doubt. And, you know, the, um, the funny thing about this is, is people blaming him having NIL deals for this being the reason. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man, like, no. guys get paid in the NFL all the time, literal millions and millions of dollars a year, and it doesn't affect their play. You know, K look, the truth is, is Kayshawn probably got paid decent this offseason at LSU. Sure. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. It's not the $20 million he would make if he goes in the top three or five like Jamar Chase or Derek Stingley Jr. did. Right. You're, I mean, as a college athlete, you're still out there to prove yourself. Even if you're getting help along the way with NIL deals, you're not there. Like, that's not the end game. So you're still, you still have something to prove. So I don't see why anybody yeah. would be, you know, just, oh, I get a little bit of money now, so I'm just not even going to try or not show up to practice or whatever. No. And if you were that good, if you're Jamar Chase, you know, just take the year off, bro. Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I, that's not, I mean, he is very good. He's one of the best receivers in the country, but. I mean, like, let's be real. Uh, I'm, I'm a big proponent of not having social media in season. I feel like if I was a college athlete, I definitely wouldn't. 
I think Saban used to have that rule in place, but I think it just does a whole lot more harm than it does good. It does. I, I mean, look, we have, what, 12,000 people that follow us on Facebook, 11,000 on Twitter. And I know the, the – the, the, can we curse on here? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. The shit that we got to put up with, you know, um, I, that's got to be completely morphed times a thousand what those guys got to put through with, right? Like, there's no way that they don't put up with more than like we do or right. the media does or, or yeah. whatever it may be. So I can only imagine what those guys go through, you know, but the thing with Kayshawn and look, he's got to prove it this week. He's going to convince a really good DB, uh, a guy that I think is a first round DB. And, and I, I'm not saying that saying this guys, cause I'm on your podcast or like, I've been saying it all off season. You, he, he's got to go out here and make a statement. You know, there was a lot of flirtation with him possibly going to Alabama. He said somewhat as much that he thought about transferring and leaving and then he had a dud of a game in game one. But, guys, he's never played a, a full season, right? He's never played a full 13. He's either, you know, been on the bench or he's there's been a situation where he's gotten injured or he just wasn't there. So I think for him, he's got to have a, a, a big a, a big week to show that he, he is who we know he is, right? And if he can do that, I think um, everything will just change. That's just my opinion. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, right. hey, I, I'd love for Butte and neighbors to come on at Mississippi State if they want to transfer. I mean, that's fine with me. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure Butte's from Jackson, and, and neighbors flipped on signing day from from us to y'all. So we're kind yeah, of still talking about that. God bless Ed Orgeron, man. I mean, the worst star. Look, everybody talks about Ed being a great recruiter, and he is. Don't get me wrong, but that man's star chased. I mean, you yeah. can't let Malik Neighbors leave your state. Yeah. And y'all got another receiver. I forget the young man's name from John Arrett last season. Um, God, what was his name? He was a receiver. John Air, what, uh, what city? Uh, New Orleans. Um, it slips in my mind, but even him. I mean, he was a three-star, low, lowly recruited guy. And he went to Mississippi State, and, and that's going to bite LSU in the ass. You know, who, here's another one. Tyrus Wheat he got, oh, from yeah. the city that I'm from. You can't, guys, you can't let that kid go to state. You just yeah, we can't. We like finding uh, little gems here and there in the state of Louisiana that uh, LSU doesn't pick up. <laughs> yeah. Wheat's been really good for us. He's all over the field. Hey, poaching goes both ways, man. Right. No no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. But uh, – Well, uh, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. You got it. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to ask you uh, on, on this side of things, what uh -huh. what is the plan for – Stopping Will Rogers, what kind of defense are we going to see? What kind of front are we going to see? Uh, what do you know going into this week? Great question. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, they've, they've changed up week to week, down to down, series to series. Look, Matt House comes from Kentucky with Mark Stoops. He comes from Kansas City where they, they're very multiple. Guys, I really don't know. You know, I, like I, I would assume that they would go, you know, three down and um, and Brian Kelly talked about how unique you got to be with with Mike Leach and the air raid uh, guys. I wish I had that answer. I just yeah. have no idea. I actually just listened to his press conference. Uh, I watched it on YouTube about two hours ago about him talking about this upcoming week and how they were going to play it defensively. And to be honest, I didn't really get any answers from that either. He was like, "Well, yeah. it's going to be stuff that you don't usually see us do, but you know, we're going to just be putting the right guys out there and hoping they do their job, kind of thing." You know. Well, Brian Kelly's a master, what I've learned since November of last year. 
he is the absolute best that I've ever seen outside of like Saban in reference to answering the question without answering the question. Yeah. You yes. know, like he tells you what he's going to do and then, but you really like, wait, you get nothing what, from it. Yeah. That's it's up, really it's nothing. Yeah. Um, so, but look, I, I, you guys know this. There's only one true way to stop what you guys do. Now, what's surprising to me and why I think it, what's going to keep Brian Kelly up at night is in the first half of last week's game, y'all threw the ball 21 times. You ran it 15. And we actually ran it decently. And then, yeah. You and ran then, it well. Right. And then you ran it really in the well. Second half. So, look, if, if it's going to scare me, what scares me is Leach actually running the football. Yeah, he's um, it's not like we don't have the backs to do so. And our offensive line and our backs are good enough to run the football. Maybe not as good as, you know, some like Arkansas or something like that, but we can at least have that threat back there to make to where you don't just sit on your heels and wait for the pass every time, you know. And when there's only three down linemen, dude, I mean, you got so much space to work with. Agreed. And, and, and look, you know, as talented as LSU is on the defensive line, guys, they haven't really busted a grape yet in the interior um you know they played southern and and look i don't mean this i played center collegiately lsu faced a center last week that was 6-1 uh 260 guys you got to dominate him yeah right like you can't you got to be able to dominate him and 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 look they didn't um so look long story short on on this i think y'all's dc zach uh, is gonna is gonna keep us up at night. I I don't look. It's crazy. I know this is all over the place, but either I think it's gonna be like it was in 2020, and you're gonna go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, or it's gonna be closer. You're gonna get in the 24 27 type of game, right? Like I don't, I I I don't think that it's gonna be you know like it's gonna be close defensively, or we're just gonna blow all this shit out. Like everybody's yeah. gonna score. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be the awkward, uh, like mid twenties. That's just my gut feeling. Well, and I tell you this: if if that's the case, I feel better for LSU in reference to the home field advantage, right? Like those small advantages. Like look at Texas a week ago. Look at Texas Bama. Like that that crowd was roaring, man. That crowd that crowd was alive. Um, but again, and look the the thing that LSU fans won't talk about enough this week is Will Rogers, and it's going to be a damn shame because they should be. Yeah, well, state is generally uh, not recognized enough um, in pretty much anything football related, so we're kind of used to it. But uh, that being said, man, what's what's your specific score prediction for Saturday? I don't like doing them until Saturday morning, but I'm going to give you guys. Uh, I'll give you guys something. I think, I I think it's going to be around a field goal or touchdown game. Um, if this were in state, I might go state. Honestly, um, I, I think I'm going to go 35. I'll go like a 35-28 Tigers. Um, I think home field just plays such a big factor because I think the one thing that <clears throat> I talked I've talked about a lot is nobody's talking about LSU's fan base just being pissed off. Um and really wanting to be there, if they showed up like they did last week, I think it could give maybe Mississippi State problems. Maybe, um. But look, we'll see, man. I, I the reason I don't like these score predictions for myself is just because I don't know what LSU I'm getting day to day or week to week. And well, we feel that, that. 
That's the fun in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, is the LSU defense that only held Bama to six rushing yards a season ago, is that team going to show up? Or is the team that gave up over 200 yards against UCLA on the ground a season ago going to show up? Or do you come into this season? I mean, guys, Jordan Travis killed us. And we got Bo Nixed. And, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it just – Dang. What 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 games what guys are going to show up? Who I, I I call it GAS. It's what we we call on the show. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Do you have enough guys that give a shit? And if you do, they can win. And and Absolutely. if there's one thing I know about LSU is that at any point in time, y'all can have a lot of pissed off fans. So I really don't think the fan support is going to be a problem, especially a night game at Death Valley, first SEC series of the year. Uh, for or I guess not series, we're not baseball anymore, but first SEC game of the year. I, I think it's going to be rocking down there in Baton Rouge. And to be honest, you guys, uh, you guys coming? Uh, well, my we're buddy, at a wedding. We're terrified. Yeah, my buddy has season tickets. Uh, he's an LSU fan, of course, and he invited me. And I, uh, I'm going to this wedding Saturday, and I'm all. He was actually coming to the wedding, and he canceled to go to the game, but I can't do You're that. You're so mad, bro. So, yeah, uh, I really wish I was coming. My rookie move. Yeah, I know. I know. That we're gonna do a whole episode on people that have fall weddings. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. But well, uh, I, Matt, you want to give your prediction? Yeah, just real quick. I was actually thinking exactly, uh, pretty much what he said. I don't think it's gonna get out of hand one way or the other. I think it's gonna be no more than seven, maybe ten points, depending on you know how it swings either way. I I, I really don't see it getting too much further than that. Uh, and. I'm going to put State on top, of course. I mean, we're favored. We're going to Death Valley at night, but I don't know. I feel I feel good about this team and where we're at right now. I really think we got some stuff clicking. I think our defense can hold y'all enough to where our offense can score. So, uh, I don't know. I Yeah, I'm thinking uh, Mississippi State by a score, probably no more than that. No specific numbers from either of y'all. Uh, I'm going to keep it simple. I think – I can't remember the last time State went to Death Valley favored. Can you? Can either of y'all? No. We weren't even favored when Dak went down there. Yeah, Dak, well, y'all weren't favored that year that Dak and everybody ran over Ellis? I don't think we were. No, we we weren't. We were were unranked. We were unranked when we went to Death Valley, and they were ranked number eight. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and then we got ranked the next week. I don't. I don't remember. Remember. It's, pro- it's pro- it could seriously like have been the eighties, maybe the maybe the late nineties, but probably, probably not. Yeah, um, Almero was still hitting bombs, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah in like eighty five. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take dogs thirty one twenty eight. I think it's gonna be a good one. I think it's gonna be the best uh, the best game uh, in the SEC this weekend for sure. Um, man, we appreciate uh, appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for. Uh, Hopping on our pod and, uh, you know, hail state and uh, go Tigers, I guess. <laughs> thank you guys for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank no you, problem. man. We'll see you later.